You throw your clothes in a donation bin. But what happens next? Stay tuned to find out. I'm Valentina and welcome to My Life Without Plastic. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode. Before we get started, let me just say happy belated Earth Day. I hope you had a great week celebrating Mama Earth. (laughs) I personally participated in a cleanup here in Miami. It was super fun. And it was actually organized by these amazing folks here at Clean This Beach Up. So make sure to check them out. I've tagged them in some posts from last week. So take a look at my Instagram and follow them if you don't do so yet. Um, Especially if you're here from Miami, you may want to stick around and keep an eye out for some of their upcoming events. So like I said, make sure to check out my Instagram uh, because not only did I tag them, but I also posted some nasty trash and you won't believe where it was all hiding. Or maybe you would. What are actually some of the most random places that you found trash? I'm curious to know. So let me know. Um, Where is the most weird, random place you've ever found trash? But that being said, don't you worry if you couldn't do anything for Mama Earth last week. Because you can celebrate Earth Day every day of the year. Whether that's saying no to plastic straws or, you know, choosing to bring a reusable bag to the grocery store with you or maybe starting a compost. Regardless of what level of effort you put into it, any little change has a huge impact. So don't worry about being the perfect environmentalist. If you couldn't celebrate Earth Day, this does not disqualify you from still making conscious changes to keep our planet clean and happy. Okay, but enough about that. We'll talk in more details about Earth Day in one of our upcoming episodes when we're going to discuss Earth Overshoot Day. And what is that, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked, but you're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Um, It's definitely coming up soon, so definitely stay tuned to that episode. I think it's going to be a very interesting one. For now, let's focus on the topic for today, which is donating clothes. Have you ever wondered what happens after you donate your clothes? Or maybe you're like most people, including me, who just donate the clothes and have never really thought about what happens after. You just kind of know it's not in the landfill and you've given it away and other people are going to take care of it. Sounds amazing, right? Well, we're going to see this episode if it's all that amazing. (laughs) Good news is I did some of that digging for you so you don't have to start from scratch. But like always, I encourage you to do your own research. Don't just rely on what I'm saying here. My goal is to provoke you to do more research um, and hopefully look into some intriguing topics and conspiracies. (laughs) But I do have a very big disclosure before we get started. I myself love thrifting and I constantly donate clothes. Um, Anytime I get something new, I try to donate something so that, you know, my closet doesn't get cluttered. Um, And I highly recommend doing that. 
The purpose of this episode is not for me to tell you to stop donating your clothes and that donations are a big scam. We are going to talk about some sketchy stuff going on, um, so stay tuned for the conspiracy in the end of the episode, but that's not at all what we're, you know, trying to focus on here. Um, I don't want the takeaway of this episode to be stop thrifting, stop donating. Um, like always, I say, all of our ac- actions have consequences, and we just need to be aware of, the, of those consequences. When we are aware of them, you know, it, we can actually make a much more educated decision on what route we want to take. You know, knowing where your donated clothes go will help you make that educated decision. And maybe you'll start preferring one place over another when you start looking into the different places where you can donate clothes. Okay, I think that that was a pretty long, you know, um, disclosure. So let's finally jump into the juicy part, which is learning all about donations of clothing. Um, Let's first take a look at some of the stats so that, you know, we can understand the scope of this entire, I wouldn't say problem, but let's just call it a topic. And I will focus on donations of clothes specifically, uh, not just on fashion, because I want to keep it for another episode that we talk about textile in general. Um, I think that it's a very big topic and we should leave it alone for now, not even touch it um, until we have more time to dedicate to it. But today we're going to focus on the actual donation of clothes. And first, I wanted to share with you this uh, BBC article It was actually published last year, but it does bring up some amazing stats that I think are going to put some things into perspective. And like always, you can go to my uh, blog and check out the links to anything I mentioned here, there, and read for yourself. Um, So this is what the article says. Open your wardrobe and be honest. How long was it since you last wore some of those clothes? Do you think it might be time for a clear out? Well... Uh, shoving some clothes in the back of cupboards and bottom of drawers, there are outfits that don't fit anymore. Items that have gone out of fashion or even clothes that have never been worn. Guilty. (laughs) In fact, according to research conducted by sociologist Sophie Woodward at the University of Manchester, on average 12% of clothes in the wardrobes of women she studied could be considered inactive. If you were brutal, you'll probably manage to fill in a bin bag or two with clothes you no longer want or need. But what then? I have to tell you, (laughs) that's like a personal note, it's not part of the article, but when the pandemic started, and obviously I was staying at home every single day, all the time, I was also unemployed on top of that, so I had to do something with my life. I cleaned out my entire closet and I really did have at least three large bags full of clothes that I donated. I pretty much cleared out like 80% of my clothes because there were clothes I had not worn in such a long time. But anyway, maybe I exaggerated a bit at that time because of, you know, my emotional stage. (laughs) But um, just wanted to share that even though the study showed about 12% of clothes to be inactive. In my case, it was a lot more. 
But something else um, they also found out is that around 85% of all textiles thrown away in the United States, which is roughly 13 million tons as recorded in 2017, so we can only imagine that by now it's probably slightly more. So about 13 million tons, which are 85% of all textiles in the United States, are either dumped into landfill or burnt. Now, can you imagine we're talking about 85% of all textiles in the United States is either dumped in the landfill or burnt. The average American has been estimated to throw away around 37 kilograms of clothes every year. Um, and for you folks, I've calculated that's about 81 pounds. <laughs> so don't worry, you don't have to calculate the kilograms. So 81 pounds we throw away of clothing every single year. And globally, an estimated 92 million tons of textile waste is created each year. And the equivalent to a rubbish truck full of clothes ends up on landfill sites every second. People, every second, every second there's a truck full of clothes that ends up in the landfill. How does that make you feel? Because <laughs> it makes me feel terrible. Um, I don't know how much more we can do of that, right? Like, it sounds like a lot. Like, I can't even visualize it. That's how much it is. So, by 2030, we are expected as a whole to be discarding more than 134 million tons of textiles a year. Now, those are some pretty big numbers again. I think it's obvious we have a problem with the fashion industry. Um, but again, we'll talk about the fashion industry another time. Today, we're going to focus on clothing, donating clothes. Um, and, you know, there are usually two obvious routes where people consider a more responsible dis um, disposal of clothes. And those are usually recycling and donating. And again, we're not going to talk about recycling too much because we're going to touch base on that when we talk with, about fast fashion and textile in general. We're going to focus on donating clothes today. So while most clothes with care will last many years, changing fashions mean their lifespan is artificially shortened by consumers changing tastes. Industry figures suggest modern clothing will have a lifespan of between 2 to 10 years, with underwear and t-shirts lasting just 1 to 2 years, while suits and coats last around 4 to 6 years. So, by recycling, um, uh, recycling can get complicated depending on what materials the clothes are made out of. So donating usually seems to be a much more straightforward way, way to dispose of your clothes. So let's see the cycle of donating clothes. And I'm going to take Goodwill as an example, since it's pretty much one of the biggest places to donate and thrift at around here. Um, and I feel like it would be a good case study. Right. So I first went to Goodwill's site directly, hoping that I would be able to find out more information from them without having to jump on anyone else's site. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. None of their FAQs um, talked about the actual process of donating and what happens after you donate your clothes. So there was one section of the site that warned um, about fraudulent donation bins, which I found pretty nice. I think that it's nice that they're actually bringing awareness about that. They had some tips on how to identify if a bin that you're dropping off some clothes um, 
is actually legit or if it's kind of sketchy and you should be on the lookout for. Uh, but I kept digging. And after comparing multiple articles and some YouTube videos on this topic, this is what I found out. In reality, donated clothes often... Uh, Donated clothing often takes a much longer journey before meeting its ultimate fate. In the end, it may get resold, but it also may end up in the trash, joining the approximately 13 million tons of American textile that we just mentioned. And that obviously doesn't benefit anyone, right? Because the reason you're donating your clothes is because you think they're not going to end up in the landfills. So Goodwill is one of the biggest U.S. lending points for donated clothes. Stores in New York and New Jersey alone collected more than 85.7 million pounds of textile donations last year. Um, so his Goodwill, so I was reading about this guy, Jose Medellin, um, his Goodwill region is just one of 164 regional goodwill organizations across the United States and Canada. Uh, and he is actually the director of communications for goodwill in New York and New Jersey. So you're going to hear about him a little bit throughout this as I'm reading through this article specifically that I found out um, about the life cycle of, of donated clothes. As you're probably starting to realize... It takes a ton of effort to guide your clothes from the Goodwill donation bin to their final resting place. Knowing how Goodwill works can help you make smarter decisions when deciding if another jeans purchase is really worth it for you, for the donation uh, staff, and also for the environment. So, step one, the Goodwill retail store. Okay, so what happens there? Goodwill operates more than 3,200 individual stores, Kyle Stewart, director of Donated Goods Retail, told HuffPost. When you donate a bag of clothing at a store, workers most likely parse through it to determine what can be sold and what can't. Wet or mildew clothes are eliminated, but everything else is fair game. So Ray Tallis, the vice president of retail operations for Goodwill Southern California, said uh, stores in his region track how long each piece of clothing has been on the retail floor. If an item doesn't sell within four weeks, it's sent onward in the process. And what is the process? It's a Goodwill outlet. Yep, the next step in the life cycle of your donated clothes, if it doesn't get so, uh, sold or if it's not good enough to be sold on a Goodwill um, store floor, is the Goodwill outlet. Yep, whatever doesn't sell on those retail floors goes to those outlets and there you can buy by the pound. Or there are also some 99 cent Goodwill stores. So prices are kept ultra low to encourage purchases. At these stores, the goal is to literally liquidate. Um, it's not to showcase specific fashion or anything of that sort. No, it's literally to just liquidate the clothing because it just doesn't sell on the floor. Um, so each regional Goodwill organization may go about this process slightly different. And you can actually contact your regional Goodwill headquarters if you want to learn more about this exact process. Now... If neither of those two first steps work out, there's a third step, 
which is auction. Whatever isn't sold in outlets moves on to goodwill auction. Live events where attendees bid on bins of donated items without knowing precisely what's inside. An auction bin might sell for as low as $35, which is a stellar value. Um, now imagine we're talking about an entire bin that you don't know what's in there. And sometimes, let me tell you, there are some pretty good gems. Um, there's also a way to bid on Goodwill's website where you can also receive a bin with different um, items in there. Sometimes it's not as clear what exactly is in the bin, but sometimes they do have, um, you know, they have like a itemized list of everything that's included. And you can kind of have an idea. If there's no pictures, at least you may have an idea of what's in there, right? So um, let's move on to the next step in the cycle. If it doesn't sell on the retail floors, if it does not get sold by the pound in the outlets, and if it does not get picked uh, with any of the auction bins, the next step is textile recyclers. Now, um, this is a very big move, right? And it's a very important step that we need to understand um, specifically how it works. So if clothes weren't able to get sold in any of the first three stages, they're going to end up, uh, so Goodwill would end up sending them to textile recycling organizations. SMART, for example, is a trade association whose in independent member businesses work to recycle textiles. On average, 45% of clothing that makes it to SMART is either resold into the U.S. used clothing industry or sent overseas into markets with more demand, spokesperson Katie Walsh told HuffPass. HuffPost. My God, half pass, <laughs> half post. Um, but this isn't necessarily a good thing, right? Like obviously reselling clothes into the US secondhand market just encourages them to make the cycle all over again. Um, and they would just go through all of these stages until they end up back here. And second, uh, and sending the clothes, you know, overseas can majorly hinder the textile industries in developing countries robbing locals of jobs and income, which we're going to talk about maybe in a second. So beyond that, 30% of donated clothing um, at Smart get cut into racks for industrial use, and 20% is processed into soft fiber filling for furniture, home insulation, car soundproofing, and more. So we have some clothes that is being used for industrial use, right? Which is amazing. 20% used for furniture, stuffing, and more. I also think that's great. I mean, if I have a shirt with a hole, I'd rather have that shirt serve as like couch stuffing than um, be on the landfill, right? So, but what about the landfills? If smart recyclers find clothes that are wet, moldy, or contaminated, they send them to the landfill, Walsh said. So the amount they send is small, just about 5% of all donations, but it all adds up, right? The ridiculous amount of clothing waste in the landfills nationwide. It, 5% sounds like little, but when we talk about millions of tons, um, it's still quite the number. 
So I also found this interview with a former employee that was pretty interesting. You can read the entire article again in my blog, but I just want to um, showcase this one little piece from it. And it gives us some insight on what happens at Goodwill. Um, so this person was asked the following question. I've heard Goodwill sells destroys or destroys a lot of their donations. Would my clothes be put to better use if given to another local charity organization? Well, I can't speak for every location. I can tell you at our store, they didn't let us throw anything away unless it was absolutely disgusting. However, your stuff will be sold though. Like the idea is supposed to be the money that we make off of the items that are donated then goes to the various disability services and other charities. How much of that actually goes to those charities? I don't know. Obviously not all of it because I was getting a paycheck. The only person who will benefit from your stuff immediately is some old bargain hunter named Bill who is going to be wearing your t-shirt. <laughs> That's so funny because I am that old bargain hunter named Bill, apparently. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think that this definitely shows at least even ex-employees, right, confirm things are not as bad as some of us have heard because I have personally heard some terrible stuff about how fraudulent some of those charity organizations or nonprofits can be. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those, you know, rumors, let's call them, in a little bit. But first, let's take a look at another perk you get from donating uh, before we jump onto, you know, analyzing what everything we just read through. So, um, actually, when you donate clothes, you get to write them off in your taxes. In December 2017, the United States Congress passed a new tax bill into law. While the new law did not affect returns for businesses or individuals for the 2017 tax year, it does change a number of tax provisions for 2018. Primarily, the new tax law practically doubles the standard tax deduction uh, for most filers, which will make it a more attractive option to more Americans. The law does not change the fact that donors continue to be responsible for valuing their own donations. Um, and they may be able to deduct the value of those donations if they choose to itemize it in their taxes. So basically, all you have to do is, as you file your taxes, you need to itemize all of the donations you've done. And usually Goodwill will give you some sort of a slip to, to show that you've, um, you know, donated clothes. And you should be keeping those receipts um, for the time you're filing taxes. But uh, on Goodwill's website, and I've posted here as well, they actually have a link to this document the IRS has that tells you exactly how much um, each item is worth, right? So they have like jeans is, let's say, $8, I think it was. And then like some other stuff, other clothing, six, eight, ten dollars um, they even have some small furnitures that Goodwill, for example, accepts. They're also there. So you can see like the, you know, some, some small electronics that Goodwill accepts. So you can see how much that's worth it and how much of it you can itemize um, while you're doing your taxes. So that's a great way. So not only did you prevent some of the clothes to end up in the landfill and maybe giving them a second life, but you can also write them off your taxes and either pay less taxes or get some taxes back, right? That's I think that's amazing. But, you know, um, 
before we we jump into the rumors that I was mentioning, I briefly wanted to just talk about, you know, the steps that we just discussed. So I went over them pretty quickly and I just wanted to take a quick look back. And I also want to ask you guys how you feel about it. So Goodwin was talking about this and they're telling us those are the usual four steps we take. But then it kind of ends there. And I feel like step four pretty much said that they, you know, some of the clothes does end up being, um, you know, sent to textile recycling organizations. And then from there, it's in their hands. And that could be good and bad, right? Like it did mention that it does go to some developing countries and it does prevent them from developing their own textile industries. Um, So that's definitely an aspect of it, right? Um, I think that another thing to keep in mind is um, which clothes do get sold on the retail floor, which ones do get picked in the outlets, and which ones do um, get picked in auctions. What can you do to make sure that the clothes you're donating are actually you know, being sold on the retail floor. But does that mean that you only have to donate good clothes? What about like those that could be used for, you know, um, stuffing in the furniture, for example? I think those are all valid questions. And I highly, highly, highly encourage you to keep on asking them to not just stop here with this podcast, but to keep on asking those questions to seek answers. And you know what? If that means calling your local, um, your regional goodwill, do so. Um, as this employee said in the article, I found that very interesting. And one thing that this employee or ex-employee pointed out is that sometimes each region is different. So what they do in California may be different than what they do in New York, what they do in Florida, right? So the way they go about clothes, the way this is, the clothes is being used and sent down the line in those four steps could be different. So this is something that you personally could call your regional Goodwill um, headquarters and find out for yourself. So just wanted to encourage you to do that before we, you know, jump on to any conspiracy and any, you know, rumors that we want to discuss and so on. So I think that overall, uh, places like Goodwill do help reduce you know, clothing or textile that goes into the landfill, definitely they help also um, not only reduce the amount of clothing that goes to landfill, but they truly give some of the clothing second chance to be worn by people, you know, by old bargain hunter billies and myself (laughs) and, you know, be truly enjoyed. So I think that we have to keep those pros in mind as we continue with the next segment. So, what is the next segment, you ask? Well, of course, it's the conspiracy. <laughs> so, I don't have tea with me today. Um, it's a little bit late, so if I drink tea, I'm probably gonna knock out and not edit this episode. So, I'm keeping the tea for later um, before I go to bed. But, nevertheless, I found some juicy insights for you. And... Let me share those with you. So, seems like Christmas is one of those times of the year where everyone is jolly and happy and singing. But also, many Americans clean out their closets and donate some of their used clothing to charities. You know, people are feeling, like, um, very hopeful. 
you know, they, they want to help, they want to contribute to other people, getting nice stuff and maybe gifts and, um, you know, all of that. So we kind of play little Santas all the time. We love giving gifts. If someone else can make better use of our used clothes, why not? Right? So Christmas is the perfect time for that um, to, you know, make ourselves feel better. Because as we already kind of hinted um, with this episode... Donating clothes for a lot of people is about making themselves feel better um, that, you know, their clothes didn't end up in the landfill. And this is why I encourage you guys to research and not just assume. But wake up and smell the money. Your used clothes are usually sold, not given away. And by the way, let me just mention, obviously... If you go to Goodwill, you know that your used clothes are being sold and not given away. Like that's should that should not be uh, newsflash to you, right? But obviously, Goodwill is not the only charity. There's or nonprofit. There's so many charities out there, um, so many bins that you could just dump some clothes and think they're being given for free, donated actually, right? Donated in the sense of true donation to other people. And it's very important to understand that most of the time, it is not. And if you are someone who wants to give your used, maybe gently used clothes away, truly donated for free to a specific group of people, then you should seek organizations that specifically state that. Sometimes it's in times of a natural disaster that organizations collect, um, you know, different things, not just clothing, but other things as well, and send them to that location. So if that's your goal, that's something you should be looking out for. But if you just dump your clothes in a donation bin somewhere along the road, chances are your clothes are being sold and not given away. According to various estimates, here's what happens to your clothing um, once you give them away. In most cases, a small amount of them, the best quality um, of the clothes that you donate, which is probably less than 10% of donations, are kept by the charitable institutions and sold in their own thrift stores to other Americans. Um, These buyers, Americans like me, (laughs) I I thrift, and I highly recommend you guys just go into the thrift store. I know sometimes it's intimidating, but just look around and be patient with yourself. It's definitely not an easy first step, but just be patient with yourself. Anyway, these buyers could be people who are hard up or they could also be folks who like the idea of a good deal on a stylish old item that no longer can be found in regular stores. The remaining 90%, so now we said that only about 10% of donations make it to the sales floor, right? The remaining 90% or more sometimes of what you give away is sold by the charitable institution to textile recycling firms. So um, Bernard Brill of the Secondary Recycled Textile Association told ABC News, our industry buys from charitable institutions hundreds of millions of dollars worth of clothing every year so i mean 
I think it's important to realize this is a business in the end of the day as well, right? So these charitable institutions do sell some of those, some of that clothing to the recycling, um, recycling businesses. So I think that's important to keep in mind. Just because you're giving away your clothes for free, it does not mean that other people and businesses don't make money off of them. So definitely an important little fact to keep in mind. So at this point, the charity you have donated clothes has earned money off of them in two ways, in their shops and by selling to recyclers. Then the recycler kicks into high gear. Most of the clothes are recycled into cleaning cloths or other industrial items for which they re- the recyclers say they make a modest profit. And as probably everyone here knows, cleaning um, supplies are not the cheapest. So I can imagine that modest profit is not that modest. So now you know about 70% of your old donated jeans are being used as cloths um, to wipe oil off of engine parts and the remaining 20 to 25 of your pants, uh, percent of your pants that left your closet with no value are ultimately sold in Africa where American clothes are extremely popular for an average price of about $7 per pair. That's a bargain for African shoppers. Most of them are low-income earners who cannot afford to buy newly made U.S. clothes, um, you know, because of their economic situation. So Bama Atreya, deputy director of the International Labor Rights Fund in Washington, D.C., told ABC News, many of these countries in Africa used to have fairly well-developed indigenous market for textiles and clothing, and particularly for for handcrafted or hand-tailored clothes. And we've seen those markets virtually disappear over the last decade or two. Atreya concedes that the African market for used U.S. clothing is not the only reason African workers have lost jobs. ABC News has spoken to various sources who point out that Africa also lags in production techniques and suffers from lack of infrastructure, job training, and also from corruption that undermines efficiency. But, added Atria, there is no question that the second-hand clothing market has had a significant impact on domestic African clothing production. The tailors, the small producers, have been put out of business. Those were good jobs for Africans, and there are no jobs taking their place. This is a trade that feeds on the poor rather than benefits the poor. So both the Goodwill and the Salvation Army point out on their website that much of the donated clothes are sold in their charity shops to raise money for a variety of good causes. But there's no mention of the fact that some donated items are sold overseas at a profit to private enterprises. So one Goodwill source stressed that Americans should continue to donate their used clothes because U.S. charities need their cut of this market in order to help other Americans in need. Most people we spoke with seemed to agree. So this is from the ABC article. Lynn Novick, also donating in New York, told ABC News, so someone's making money every time they're sold. At least they're not going in the garbage. 
and going totally to waste, I will continue donating. And Valerie Adam of Manhattan said, it is kind of the American way, isn't it? Somebody discovered something and turned it into a business. I will continue donating. We Americans, we collect so much. We accrue so much. <laughs> and, you know, in the streets of Ghana, Africans, for better or worse, end up buying a lot of what we give away. So, of course, again, please do read through this article and more, not just this article. I think it's very interesting um, to read through all of these details and kind of see the turn it takes. Um, and I think that it's very important to keep two things in mind. Is it good to donate clothes? Yes. I don't think we can argue against that. I think there's so many benefits. Um, are companies like Goodwill Perfect? By no, by I don't think they are. But do they help local communities? Yes, they do. They help a lot. So everything has its pros and cons. And this is why I say it's simply important for all of us to be educated and to know what consequences exactly all of our actions have. One thing that I would have loved to see is really this entire topic being discussed on the Goodwill site directly. Unfortunately, I did not see that. I didn't see a very, maybe it is on the site, but it wasn't intuitive to get to it. I was clicking everywhere and just could not find this specific information but I couldn't find those four steps on their website for example what exactly is the life cycle of the donated clothes um, that information was not easily accessible on a site like Goodwill and I think that it's important it's important for us to be educated and to know what happens with our clothes once they're donated and you know what a lot of Americans are gonna say go ahead and sell it to recycling facilities. Uh, in the end of the day, that would be better than just having the clothes end up in the landfill. Most people would be fine with it, but let them have the choice. Let them be educated about it and know that there is a very big chance their clothes are going to end up being sold on the market in Africa and not just on the retail stores um, here in the United States. So I really think it's just a matter of transparency and not a matter of boycotting donations or anything like that. Like, like I mentioned in the beginning, I don't think that's um, the purpose of any of it at all. I just really believe that the more educated people are, the better decisions they can make, right? And if someone doesn't agree with Goodwill, now they can decide to maybe go to another charity. Or like I mentioned, if you strongly believe that your clothes should be given away for free because you gave them away for no value, well then that's a reason enough for you to not donate them to Goodwill. That's a reason enough for you to seek out other charities that specialize in exactly that goal. Um, and I think that this is something very important to keep in mind. We kind of have this mentality out of sight, out of mind. And we have to stop believing that things we don't see don't exist. They do. They do exist. And they still have consequences, even if we don't actively see and experience those consequences. But I'm sure if you were to ask a textile worker in Africa who has suffered um, and lost 
their business because of all of these clothing flooding their market at a much cheaper price, well, I'm sure they're going to think differently about those consequences, right? So again, I don't think there's a right or wrong. Um, I think either side on this topic has their right to their opinion, just like most other topics, I believe. Um, But I strongly encourage you to actually check out the sites that I have posted on my blog to continue researching, to reach out to, or I challenge you to reach out to your original Goodwill if that's a place where you shop and thrift at or a place where you donate at. Um, And, you know, to challenge your own thoughts as well. If you are pro-donating, is there maybe something that still bugs you? If you're against having your clothes being sold, um, even though you have donated them at no value, then maybe challenge your opinion and see, are those organizations actually really helping local communities? And obviously they need the money to be able to do so. So either way, I challenge you to challenge your own opinion. (laughs) Oh, well, I think I excessively shared with you my point of view on this topic. Um, So I'm really curious to find out what you guys think. Please make sure to reach out and let me know. Um, One last thing I wanted to point out to, you know, to the point where some or a lot of people I would say consider that they are donating their clothes at no value. Definitely look into your tax benefits if you're donating clothes. Keep those receipts and show them next time you file your taxes. Um, So, you know, maybe saying that you've donated your clothes at no value is not exactly true if you do get some tax break from it. Uh, So another way to challenge your your view on that, right? (laughs) But, um, you know... There's so much conspiracy out there when it comes to this specific topic. Um, So definitely make sure to look into great details anytime you work with a charity organization or nonprofit. Uh, Make sure, just like Goodwill points out on their side, that you definitely read through their mission statement, that you definitely make sure that the organization is transparent with the money that they're making and where this money goes into. So all of these little details can have an immense impact on how exactly you make your decision and which organization you decide to support or which organization you decide to stay away from. Well, enough about, you know, donating clothes. I think that um, I myself walked out of this research a more educated person, even though I love thrifting and I visit Goodwill frequently and I donate clothes all the time, there were still some things that I wasn't aware of, like the four-step process. Um, In my mind, it was, okay, I just donate my clothes and that's pretty much it. Goodwill takes care of it. But I definitely didn't know um, about the steps after that. I've definitely heard rumors about the clothes being sold um, on, let's say, African markets and contributing to many businesses there closing because of that. But I didn't know the extent of it. And now I feel like that I know more about the pros and more about the cons. 
I myself think that I would continue donating to Goodbye. I think that the pros definitely outweigh the cons in this case. Um, but again, let me know what you guys think. I'm always curious to hear from you. Next week is going to be a spicy one and we're going to continue kind of the same theme. I'm not going to make you guys wait for a long time and we're just going to jump on that fast fashion trend and see all of the ugly truth behind it. <laughs> so next week is going to be an intense one. I warn you from now. Um, but, you know, I can't wait to share all of that research with you next week, guys. So definitely stay tuned and I'll see you all then. Bye.